1: And you're listening to The Chris and Joe Show, presented to you by SB Nation and Big Blue View. I'm Joe DeLeon, joined by Chris Flum. And today we're going to be discussing the Newark Giants' recent loss to the Arizona Cardinals. They've suffered three straight losses and now have a record of 2-5 and five on the year after falling to the Cardinals' 27-21 game. That was a torrential downpour and featured multiple attempts for the Giants to come back. As usual, folks, we're going to be providing our quick takes, our immediate reactions after the game, letting you know what's on our minds, and then giving you the deep dive on Tuesday morning after we take a look at the film. So as we do usually, we're going to be taking a look at the positives and the negatives, discussing both sides so we're not overly pessimistic after a pretty poor performance for the Giants. But the first positive that we have in this game is that Daniel Jones flashed his mobility like we've seen multiple times, and he had 35 yards rushing in the game. However, that does come with a very small asterisk next to it.
2: Yeah, definitely. Him being able to ev- evade tacklers, evade sacks, extend the play, and pick up some first downs on his own, that's great. That is a dimension the Giants' offense really needs right now. But, And this is something we both agreed on before the show – he needs to use it sooner. He has been holding the ball too long. You know, that's something we noted against the Patriots. It resulted in, in, in a bad interception against the Patriots, and he did it this game again. He j- needs to make up his mind quicker about what he's going to do.
1: <laughs> With an offensive line that's been struggling, it is good that he's been able to escape the pocket. We're going to discuss the offensive line issues very soon in the negatives, but it's very good that he's able to make those decisions to exit the pocket, and he's athletic enough. Uh, Greg Olson was talking about how underrated he is as an athletic quarterback, that people don't really acknowledge that, and we continue to see that week in and week out. Now, a number of things need to come together, though, in his play overall for us to feel more positive about how he's playing because there are a lot of bad things that he tends to do in his decision-making, like you said, holding onto the ball. He had plenty of chances to tuck it and run sooner, and it seems like those plays where he was holding onto the ball too long, nobody was really open. So those are the times where Daniel Jones needs to realize, hey, I need to get upfield. I need to just get out. Maybe I only get five yards. Maybe I only get three yards. I just need to get something out of this play instead of waiting for something to develop. Especially because my offensive line is not doing a very stellar job of protecting me.
2: Yeah, and like you said, that's something we will get to in due time, and it's not going to take a whole, long, a, whole yeah, a whole lot of time for us to get to the offensive line and their problems pass protecting. I did I did think Jones had a few really nice throws. The touchdown to Red Ellison stands out. I believe he fit the ball into a really tight window with Golden Tate a little bit later in the game. Yeah, those are good things to see. His ability to run is obviously good for the defense, For eh, is obviously good for the offense, but it's just these little flashes, and they need them to stop being flashes and just start stringing good plays like that together.
1: You put it perfectly there that there needs to be a point where it stops being flashes and it just becomes the standard. We're trying to be as optimistic as we can because 2-5 and is not a a way that you want to start a season. So we want to point out the things that are being flashed that could be potential for great talent. But at some point during this season, those things need to become consistent or at least by the beginning of next season. Something needs to change. Something needs to click for him because a lot of these reoccurring mistakes, I understand there have not been – Enough games under his belt to really be overly critical about these things. But still, something needs to click. He needs to start making some changes. And he's a guy that's pointed out that he needs to make those changes. Eventually, he's going to. The other positive we had from this game, and we talked about this in the preview show, about how explosive this air raid offense is for the Arizona Cardinals. And they were able to only hold them... To 89 yards passing during the game.
2: Yeah, ordinarily, I would say this was a huge win for the Giants. 89 yards passing for the team. Kyler Murray was credited with 104. Sacks and things like that kind of factor into the discrepancy there. But either way, that would, should be a big win for the Giants' defense. The problem was that it seemed like Arizona was content to take the air out of the ball. They were happy to run the ball, try to make the Giants defense run, especially on the perimeter and really not put their receivers in the position where they had to potentially make tough catches in the rain. So there are a few caveats to that win for the Giants defense, but holding a player who had 340 yards the week before to roughly 100 yards this week, that's at least something to hang your hat on.
1: I really thought that they did a good job of containing Murray, and you said that he had such a good performance last week against the Atlanta Falcons. The fact that he only had 104 is a pretty good sign. They were chasing him down. They were able to sack him despite him being, I would argue, one of the most elusive quarterbacks to tackle because he's so small, he's so compact, his feet are so quick, and he can find a lane as quickly as possible. Change of direction is very, very rare for him at the quarterback position, and his arm allows him to get the ball out quickly. So able to hold him to that yardage, I think, is very, very positive and something that you can kind of hang your hat on but not too much because of how much they were able to run the ball on the ground. If you look at the game, though, statistically, the Giants actually outperformed them in yardage 263 to 245. So even though the Cardinals decided to be a bit conservative in their play calling – they did not have as as explosive and as productive as the day is that we're really expected to seeing.
2: Yeah. I think a lot of people were expecting to see basically like Texas Tech in the NFL, airing the ball out, yeah, you know, throwing it all over the yard. And we just didn't see that. And I suppose that's a good thing for the defense. If the, Cardinals hadn't basically been able to run all over them.
1: I really thought this game was going to be a shootout if anyone happened to see my staff pick from the game, and I guess the rain might have been one of the biggest contributing factors to it. We'll be able to better determine that once we take a look at the film and provide you some more in-depth analysis on Tuesday morning. Now we're going to take a look at the negatives, and we've got plenty to cover here. But before we do that, we're going to be taking a very brief commercial break.
2: Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting.
0: Go to your happy place for a Happy price. Go to your happy price. Price line.
1: Anytime you lose a game, unless maybe it's a very close, hard-fought battle, you're probably gonna have more negatives than positives. That is one of those days for the Giants because there were a lot of miscues throughout the game that caused a number of problems for the Giants that they couldn't be as productive as on offense as they wanted to be, and also as strong on defenses that they, that they would have hoped to uh, despite doing what they were able to do against Kyler Murray. The first negative that we need to talk about right now is the final four minutes of the game. And I'm sure, folks, this is something that you are also scratching your heads about and you're just as confused about the decision-making here. Chris and I are just as confused and also a little bit disappointed In the decision making because basically in this final four minutes what happened is the Giants got the ball back down three points then failed to move the ball after a first down calling a draw play on a third and long only getting three yards and then in fourth and long fumbling it to the Arizona Cardinals. Now most people would have assumed they would have been out of it in giving the ball to the Cardinals in Giants territory. But they were able to hold them to a field goal, force Kyler Murray to run out of bounds and making a very dumb rookie mistake and kick a field goal. Plenty of time to get down the field with no timeouts left, with over two minutes. However, we have a rookie kick returner, and he runs up and then backwards for a loss, About I believe to the 12-yard line, making it 88 yards to move the ball. And from there, it was just horrendous pass protection and teeing off on Daniel Jones. That drive ended very, very poorly. Chris, this was a very, very questionable drive after I just basically highlighted everything. Is there anything that you think could have been done better?
2: <laughs> um, I think most of it could be done better. <laughs> you could start by not calling a draw play on third and eighteen. You know, especially with Saquon Barkley, I think, not looking a hundred percent. He was Supposedly healthy, but we saw him hobble off earlier earlier in the game, and even before that, he just didn't have the kind of spring and twitch and explosion that we really have come to expect from him. So, just the draw play was a curious, we'll say, to put things mildly and politely, decision. And then, you know, setting yourself up with fourth and fifteen from your own thirty-yard line. That is not a high probability situation for your offense, especially with those conditions and it being absolutely a passing situation. Arizona knew what was coming. These are the kinds of decisions you would expect from Cliff Kingsbury, a rookie head coach, a guy who is just coaching his seventh game in the NFL. Pat Shermer has been in the NFL for forever well, maybe not that long, but he's been in the NFL for a long time. This is his second head coaching stop. He was hired to be the adult in the room, the guy who has already gone through these trials and these situations. He's already cut his teeth. He's learned from his mistakes already. At least that's supposed to be the idea. It was just such a sloppy sequence from from both teams, but especially from the Giants because of what you would expect from the veteran head coach that Pat Germer is supposed to be.
1: I don't really think that this game was that off characteristic from one that is played in a torrential downpour. There were a lot of mistakes that happened, and I think about where the Giants were before these final four minutes hit. Down by three points was reasonable. You would have hoped that they'd be up at that point, but still, it's a situation where you can win the game. They managed to throw all of those opportunities away twice, not once but twice with plenty of time to work and move down the field efficiently. One of my favorite phrases, and you'll probably hear me say it a lot, is proper preparation prevents poor performance. It looked like they went out there in both instances without a plan. It looked like that they came out with really any idea of what to do because a draw play indicates on third and long not maybe third and 10 third and long a draw play in that situation pretty much indicates that you're trying to be as conservative as possible and you don't trust your pass protection or you straight up don't know the best possible play to call in that situation and then additionally I'm not really a fan of having Darius Slayton out there to return that kick I would rather have Golden Tate someone who's a veteran Maybe you don't need him to get a huge kick return and get a touchdown on that play, but he could have, I believe he actually could have kneeled that in the end zone, but also I would have at least trusted him to get upfield and maybe go down at the 20-yard line instead of turning and looping around and going backwards. Just overall preparation that needs to be done better from a head coach that is in his second year, and like you said, Chris, in his second stint as a head coach. Yeah, it, it was just baffling.
2: I had no idea what he was thinking. I'm pretty sure you you don't have a clue as to what he was thinking. I don't think all of Twitter had an idea of what he was thinking. I'm not sure the Giants knew what they were thinking.
1: Another thing that needs to be acknowledged in this game is a lack of ball security. We're going to keep this simple because once we go into the analysis show, we're going to dive deep and point out all the turnovers and exactly what happened in the most important ones. But just not good ball security, interception, multiple fumbles. In the rain, I can get it that it's hard to hold on to the ball, but turning the ball over the amount of times that they did, it's not going to be easy to win a game.
2: That's just something that has been a problem for the Giants and continues to be a problem for the Giants. We've kind of been saying all year that problems aren't problems until they don't get fixed. And I think we're kind of getting to that point. The Giants came into this game 31st in the league in turnover differential at negative seven. The Miami Dolphins were th- are 32nd at negative nine. The Giants had a, tur- a turnover differential of minus three today. The good news, they're still ahead of the Dolphins. That's not very good news. They're at a negative 10 in turnover differential and They've closed the gap with the Dolphins. They're at negative 11. That is a serious problem, and it makes it really hard to win a game. You're just not going to win many games if you're giving the ball away two, three times a game. It's just not a thing that is going to happen consistently.
1: With a turnover margin like that, you're going to continue to lose the amount of football games that the Giants have already lost. The next negative that we have is... Evan Ingram being a non-factor in this game, the Arizona Cardinals had a tendency to allow opposing tight ends to have big performances, and he only had one catch for six yards. Not only that, though, besides the point that the Cardinals were giving up so many yards to tight ends, but you would think in a game that has so much rain and poor weather conditions that you would try to find a sure-handed – tight end and try and get him the ball because trying to throw deep routes and stuff like that isn't really going to work with a wet ball. Short passes to your tight end and running the ball is playing it safe. They still did not manage to get him the ball pretty much at all. And instead, Red Ellison was the one who caught the touchdown. So an underwhelming performance for Evan Ingram.
2: Yeah, definitely. I don't know how much that Apparent eye injury factored into things, especially down the stretch in the game. I'm not sure if he got poked in the eye or if you know one of those beads that covers the field got up into his eye. It looked like something happened with Grant Haley later in the game, so maybe that was an issue. The Giants needed more from Evan Ingram. They needed him to hang on to the ball when he did have the opportunity to catch it because he just dropped what would have been a huge catch later in the game, and he is one of their best players. He is probably their second most dangerous player behind Saquon Barkley, and in games like this, especially when you're struggling like the Giants have been, you need your playmakers to step up and make plays.
1: Yeah, he did not really step up in this game, and I can tell you that turf bead in the eye, that I, that can be a difficult thing to get back on the field on. That stuff hurts a lot. <laughs> that being said, though, the last thing that we have here is... Poor pass protection for Daniel Jones. These statistics are no stretch of the imagination. They are, these are 100% correct when I say them. They allowed 8 sacks and 12 quarterback hits. No quarterback can have a good game and play calmly if you're getting hit 12 times. Even if you're Tom Brady, you're going to feel flustered at some point when you're getting hit 12 times. And it's not just from the perspective of... He's getting hit and he's getting tackled for sacks. You're losing yardage. It's also from the perspective of a young rookie quarterback is going to be timid. No matter what, no matter how calm and collected he is, he's going to be timid for the rest of the game and also for the rest of the season because he's always worried about someone bearing down on him and someone coming to lay a big hit on him. Defensive players love those opportunities to light up a rookie quarterback and, and Daniel Jones, I don't blame him. He did not look scared, but I do not blame him for being scared because of the lack of ability to protect him and leaving him out there to basically get killed on pretty much every passing play.
2: Giants actually hadn't given up many sacks so far in the season. They they had only given up 12 sacks coming in. That total is now 20, which is, like you say, just not good. It's not good in the, in the game itself, and it's not good for... Jones's development as a young quarterback. For what the Giants have invested in their offensive line, they need that pass protection to to be better. You know, they need Nate Solder to hold up against Charles Suggs. They need Mike Remmers to at least slow down Chandler Jones. And it they just can't keep going, giving up as many quarterback hits as Jones has had. Daniel Jones, that is not Chandler Jones. We had a lot of Jones-on-Jones violence this game. And also, you know, Daniel Jones does need to kind of help out his offensive line a little bit. We mentioned it at the beginning with him and his mobility. He has been holding on to the ball too long. There were instances where he could have gotten rid of the ball just, like we said, against the Patriots, live to fight another down. And that kind of happened again, where there wasn't anybody open. He could have tucked it and run. He could have thrown the ball away, but instead he kind of seemed to hem and haw and try to wait for receivers to get open when there just wasn't any place for them to get open to, or have some indecision about whether or not he wanted to run or throw. And those are things he needs to get past. He is a rookie. We saw Kyler Murray make the same mistake he took a huge sack lost a lot of yards because he was trying to keep the play alive trying to make something happen and the Giants just ultimately left him with nowhere to go part of that is on Daniel Jones but part of it is definitely on the offensive line and the the Giants just need better play from them across the board left tackle to right tackle
1: as you can tell folks we've got plenty to cover in the Tuesday show so Bear with us on Tuesday. We're going to take a look at the the tape and get back to you so you have a better understanding of what went wrong, what the Giants need to improve on, what can be fixed before their next game against the Detroit Lions as they're trying to slow down and stop this three-game skid that is starting to creep up on them and completely take over their 2019 season. That being said, folks, thank you for listening. As always, be sure to rate and subscribe wherever you're listening to us also be sure to follow the big blue view twitter account at big blue view and also follow chris and i at joe Deleone, d-e-l-e-o-n-e and at raptor m-k-i-i feel free to tweet at us we're very friendly we love interacting with people Uh, i love tweeting about special teams if anyone has not noticed and doesn't follow me but again feel free to follow us tweet at us let us know what you're thinking i love interacting with people so Again, like I said, feel free. Also, lastly, follow the Instagram account at big underscore blue underscore view. Have a wonderful rest of your day, folks.